Hello and welcome to the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barbara Fisher, and tonight I'm talking with Jimmy. Jimmy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you tonight? <laughs> I'm great, too. There he is. He's really here. Okay, so we've been having technical difficulties, folks. And uh, basically, if I touch the record button, he runs away. I don't know why, but the internet makes him go home, and, and then we're just messed up. So... I'm not touching anything, but Jimmy, tell us what, what you came here to tell us and, and then tell us whatever else you want to tell us. <laughs> well, I think I sent you a list um, about um, experiences involving light because you had mentioned something about um, like compiling a book or something about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I figured you might want to hear some of my stories. Um, sure. So. The first one, I guess we'll just kind of go in chronological order because that might be the easiest way for me to remember. That's um, fine. Um, the first one um, was actually my second UFO sighting. Um, unless you want to hear about something weird with the moon. Sure. Tell me about weird with the moon. I have weird with the moon, too. So go ahead. Okay. So... Um, this would have been sometime during the winter after um, Christmas, 1979. Okay. Um, I know this because I got my first telescope then. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, um, of course, uh, we went out to look at the moon. And um, it was actually full, which, of course, is not the best time to do that. But, you know. Yeah. My dad didn't know anything about it, and neither did I at that time. Um, but here's the weird thing. When I looked through the moon, it was, um, it was odd-looking. It looked like it was faceted. Oh, um, wow. Like it, like it was a giant disco ball. Oh, wow. Um, it was really strange. It was... Um, it was tessellated in that fashion, almost, and, and in the, the tessellation, you could tell it wasn't actually the moon itself. It was like around the moon because there was like a, a little bit of bleed off towards the edges, almost oh, wow. like you could see like panes of glass or something, but it completely engulfed the moon, almost like it was... Um, you know, like I had some sort of shield or something over it, you know, from sci-fi. That's wild. And I looked through it and I said, oh, yeah, Dad, that's the moon. And he looked through it and said, yeah, that's the moon. And I didn't say anything to my father at the time. Um, but that was the only time we ever saw that. I had never seen it again. Huh, um, it was so just the, the first was time just, you looked through? Uh-huh. The first time we looked through it, I subscribed. You know, we used the same exact equipment subsequently, um, did the same ritual, let it stand, you know, stay outside for several hours to cool down and make sure it didn't have right. any um, moisture or anything in it and right. followed all the instructions. And that was just the weirdest thing. Um, huh. And I don't know what it was, but, you know. It could have been... You know, it could have been weird refraction on the mirror since it was the first time you used it. I don't know. I don't but know that's either. Cool. Could have been ice crystals in the atmosphere. Yeah. You know, it could yeah. have been anything, but it was strange. Um, yeah. Because, like I said, it never happened again. 
Um, That's the thing about weird atmospheric stuff is sometimes it, it creates these effects. It's like, why is there a rainbow that's shaped like a cloud floating around in the sky? <laughs> it's like, what yeah. is that? Yeah. And, and it turns out to be something natural, but it's still amazing. Yeah, the sun dogs. Cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, this one was what they call a, a rainbow cloud. Oh, okay. It's a cloud that's very, very thin. Uh-huh. And there's ice it's made of ice crystals not just right. water vapor. Uh-huh. So it floats around and it it's the shape of a cloud but oh. it looks exactly like a rainbow uh-huh. mixed in with cloud form. So it's like a veil that's just floating oh. through the sky in all these beautiful rainbow colors. It's amazing. Well, and I've only seen it once. I've never um, seen that but I was up on um I was up on Mount Weather one day um, doing some stuff and I walked out of the building and I looked up and I saw one of those rare double halos around the sun, including the sun dogs and all the four point, the four corners that you get with it. Uh, It was really awesome. And that was not the first, that wasn't the first time that I saw like, strange atmospheric things up on Mount Weather, but, you know, it's a different yeah. story. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds really cool. All right, then, well, go, yeah, let's, go let's on continue. with your other stuff. So, okay, the, the second UFO sighting, um, I was, it was probably sometime during 1980. I want to say it was in the summertime, uh, because it was warm outside, and um, it was maybe early summer, and um, my friends, it was my best friend who was my age, his older blo- brother, which was like two years older than me, and then our next door neighbor, which was, and he had either just graduated from high school or was about to. Um, so that was the age range of this. the four people who saw this also. Uh, we were sitting outside on the hill looking at the stars, and um, they started to do strange things. Like, you would see, like, they would start to, like, wink out and on, mm-hmm. and they would appear to move in different places, And eventually what happened is we saw one star like over to the left and it kind of like divided up into three points, like a triangular shape. And then there were two other triangular shaped groupings that came up behind it. Like it was a formation. Mm -hmm. And then over the right, we saw another star and it basically morphed into like eight lights. Ooh. And then two others joined it like it was a squadron of different um, opposing forces. Mm-hmm. And it appeared that they were actually firing things at each other. Oh, wow. Like it was a battle in space. 
and it was extremely up high. There was no noise at all, at least not right. that we could tell. Um, so we, we, we assumed it was in space, and um, <clears throat> we assumed that the triangular side won because every time, it, you know, they would hit the eight lights and it would disappear. One of them would disappear, and the battle, and they'd move around and, you know, zigzag across the sky and do formations and, and like a dogfight. Mm-hmm. And the triangular-shaped ones were the last ones to disappear. And this went on for a good five or ten minutes that we watched wow. this. And then um, after that, we were like, oh, it's time to go inside and go <laughs> yeah. to bed, you know. We're done with this. <laughs> yeah, we're done. I'm done. We're not so. hanging around to see what else happens. <laughs> right. Um, so the, then that was the, the second the second um, second UFO thing. As far as lights go, um, the next light thing, let's see, what's that? I wish I could see my list. Um, probably was, I was in my, um, I was in my bedroom. We had moved away from the house where this, uh, where the UFO thing occurred. And, um, we were now, um, that was in Allegheny County, Maryland, where that occurred. And now we're down in Chesapeake, Virginia. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I Your can't do anything about the cat. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I have cats here. They're just locked out of the room, so I understand. Yeah. Um, anyway, where was, oh, and I, I wake up one night and I... I I sleep in a bunk bed, and at that point in time, I was sleeping on top of the bunk bed. And I wake up, and I don't know why I wake up exactly, Um, but there's, I notice that there's a light coming in through the window, and I have two windows in the, in the, in the, in the room, and the way it was situated, there was a window near my headboard, like off to the left. And then there was a, another window at the foot. And this was the corner of the house. So one window opened up into the side yard and another window opened up into the backyard. Right. Okay. Now, the side yard, um, there was always a light on there. There was because my neighbor had um, a security light in the house next door right. and the houses aren't very far apart. But there, so there was always light there. That wasn't the unusual part, though. The unusual part is how bright this was. And I got up and went down, and I looked out the window, um, because this was extremely bright, and I looked out, and it was as bright as daylight. Oh, wow. The sky was lit up. Everything was lit up. It was bright as daylight. I could see everything extremely clearly. And I'm like, wow, that's just weird that I... You know, did I sleep too long or something? And so, but the house is quiet. My door is still closed because often my mom would just, you know, open my door in the morning if I slept too long. Um, But she wouldn't wake me up. And then I, and so what I did is I turned around and I walked down and around my bunk bed to look out the back window. And I look out the back window 
and it has the normal nighttime illumination. Right. I mean, it's it's you know it's shadowy, it's dark. There's this standard. Hey, it looks like it's night out on the back window. So I turn around and I walk back to the other window and I look out again and it's got a bright light. Um, Same thing. And I'm like really confused. So I walk back to the other window and of course it looks like it should at nighttime. Right. And, And I walk back one more time, look out the front window um, and, um, it's still bright as day. I turn around to make a third trip back and that's all I remember. Oh, the next thing I know is I'm in my top bunk waking up in the morning. Oh, I don't remember climbing the ladder to get yeah. back up there. I don't remember going back to the other window. So I don't know what happened in between doing that because I don't I don't do that. You yeah. know, I, I just don't kind of blank out like that. So yeah. I don't have any idea what happened. Um, but that's the next light thing in my light arsenal <laughs> of experiences. So how old were you? Um, let me think. Probably 15 or 16 at this point. Okay. And nobody was sleeping in the bottom bunk? No, I just I just had that empty. Sometimes I would okay. sleep down there. Sometimes I would sleep up top. At that point in time, though, I was sleeping up top because, you know, I like to switch off. Right. Yeah. Um, depending yeah. on my mood. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't remember. I don't remember getting back up into the top bunk. Um, what what color was the light? Could you tell? It was just bright white, like a bright white light. Um, there weren't any other colors that I could tell. I mean, it was just right. it looked almost like sunlight, but not warm. I was about to say, was it the warm light of the sun, or was it a cooler? It was like a it was like a whiter. harsh, yeah, a harsh whiter light. Yeah. It yeah. was not, you know, almost like it was a big old spotlight, but, but I, I should have seen. Why it was, yeah, y- the vehicle you know, that was, or yeah. whatever it was that was creating it. Right, there was no it, sound you know, again. If it, if it was a helicopter, you'd have heard something. Oh, right. Because if it was a helicopter, those... yeah, it should have moved. If it yeah. was, you know, if it was, even if it was a, a cop spotlight, it would be angled. Yes. A certain way, wherever the car was parked or, you know, whatever with that. And mm-hmm. if it was one of the handheld spotlights, those, they move. Because and e- a person holding it is not going to be perfectly still. Right. And even those aren't harsh white. They have a slight blue tinge to them. Yeah, they do. They um, do. And at that point, I could still see. So that wasn't an issue. You know, it was just... Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was one of those strange things. Um, let me see. What's the next. Yeah. And in fact, I'm, I hazard, 
Like, I don't really want to know what yeah. happened then because I, I really don't. And I can, I'll tell you another story later on after we get through all the light stuff. Okay. It'll freak you out. And, and well, it may not freak you out because you hear this kind of crap all the time. But um, <clears throat> anyway, the next thing is um, I have gone away to college. I've graduated. I'm living in Reston. And I joined a, a local uh, Druid group. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm hanging out with them and I'm, and I'm learning how to do stuff with them, you know, and cause I had not grown up in a, in a magical household. I had right. only grow, grown up in a strict Christian household, um, which I had experiences with that too, but you know, that's okay. Yeah. Um, in that context, um, so we are up in, and this actually happened in Shade Gap, Pennsylvania, because I had a friend who had a, a house up there, and we would go up and, you know, do our retreat type stuffs up there. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was a nice farm. And I, but I'm sitting out on the hillside. Again, it's under the moon, and we're all just kind of sitting in the uh, orchard there, talking, and... um. I look down at my left hand, and I am seeing, um, I'm seeing my aura, or at least that's or my chi or something. Um, what I'm seeing is um, kind of a blue-white energy flow that's going mm -hmm. down my arm and out, uh, almost like a curly in photography, mm -hmm. where you you like I could see my skin but then i could see the energy flows underneath the skin yeah. and it was radiating out my fingers and i brought that up and i i looked at it and then i looked at my right hand and it was doing the same thing and i'm like what the heck is going on and no there were no drugs involved it was just whatever we had done or was you know just the process of being there and experiencing it it shifted my i guess my consciousness enough to allow me to see that and it's really interesting it, it wasn't the Did first anybody time else I, see it i don't know if they did because i don't know if i pointed it out to anyone i think i was just so enthralled with the fact that i could see it that it never yeah. occurred to me um to point that out. Um, that's weird how that stuff happens. How you yeah. know. You know um, but. Um, and then. That's that's not weird though. Um, so like. I've always been able to see like. Auras. Mm -hmm. But never kind of colored. In the way. This was like. Um, I've always been able to see like. How do I describe it like a heat shimmer type thing around f things. Mm -hmm. And it always existed. And I could tell, and I could still see heat shimmers, but I could tell the difference between the two. Oh, wow. And so I've always been able to see that, but so it didn't really freak me out as much as it was just like, huh, you know, and I was just, 
and it lasted, a, you know, a good 30 seconds to a minute before whatever happened shifted out, and I'm like, oh, darn, you know? <laughs> um, That's interesting. So what color was it? Was it? It was a bluish white. It was bluish white. Okay. Bluish white. And it, it kind of, you know, radiated out the fingertips to about, you know, five, six inches. And I, I, it just looked like a curly in photography. Yeah. Photograph. It, I mean, that, that's, that's what, that's what the aura tends to look like. And, I mean, and so, yeah. And or it was key just, moving through your, through your body. That's, yeah. That's uh, what it tends to, to be like. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, but anyway, yeah, that was, that was, that's that one. And now chronologically next would be, um, my friend Andy, um, when we bought this property, it was in 99. Um, and our first Thanksgiving, I had a friend come up and stay with us. And um, he was, he, he was an avid hunter. Uh, I have like five acres. It's mostly wooded. I have a hollow. It's got um, two ponds in the hollow. Oh, and nice. Yeah, it's it's a nice little piece of property. It's not real big. And when we moved in, there were less, there were fewer houses around. Um, right. So there was even more um, open or, yeah, non-owned areas, I should say, or developed right. areas. But um, anyway, he's uh, he wanted to go outside at night to kind of like, scout around where the deer were going to be because he wanted to go deer hunting and have a deer for Thanksgiving. And um, I said, all right, have fun. You know, whatever. Do what you want. And um, he comes in about five minutes later and he looks a little shaken. And he's like, couldn't find anything? Nah. Come to find out, he tells me, and this is... um. Close to 20 years later, because we're talking about, you know, all our different experiences. And he says, yeah, you know that night that I came back in um, really quickly? I said, yeah. I got down to the pond, and I was illuminated by a shaft of light. Mm. Like, what are you doing? You know, somebody was like, what are you doing here? Oh, well. <laughs> kind of thing. Um <laughs> And he said, it, 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 it held me for like 30 seconds. And I'm like, he's like, I'm coming back inside now. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, there, was, there's no, there were no helicopters around at that point. You know, there's no noise. It's just a. Again, there's no hearing it. Right. It just came straight down. Straight down. And he came back in. And um, that was like the first non-family member to experience something on the property. So, yeah. um, and I like how he didn't tell you for 20 years. It's like, well, thanks for the warning, buddy. Well, you nice. know, <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand, but yeah, that would be what popped out of my mouth 20 years later. It's like, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't feel bad because like, uh, um, because when we, when we first moved in, um, you know, my wife and I would be in the house and um, we'd hear children laughing outside. Oh. Children playing yeah. all the time. And we'd go yeah. outside in the back and we'd look around. And 
There's no kids. There's no kids around. Still, still hear it when you go outside? Not. No, well, there's more kids in the neighborhood now. Yeah. So but back the answer, then, if you went outside, could you still hear them? Or did they? No, they just quiet? shut up. They'd just be like, uh huh. You know, you'd hear it inside, but not outside. Yeah. Right. I know how that goes. Yep. And it, it would especially. It's like, hmm. Yeah, it would especially happen when you're standing um, at the sink doing dishes. And, you know, because you're right there against the back window because the back wall is on the west of the property. And you you know what uh, Morgan says about, you know, fairies coming from the west. From the west, yep. Yep. So, um, but anyway, yeah, that was one of the, that was the, the first things there and then not long after we moved in um it's late at night and i'm um our we have a great room in the front of the house uh Mm -hmm. and we have a hallway that goes back towards the kitchen and um there's the two bedrooms are on the right and the bathrooms on the left before you get to the kitchen And, and so i was in the bathroom um late at night one night and I was um, the, ha- the, the room right across from the bathroom at that time is where we kept um, the computer kind of like our office. Right. And I was going to go back into the office, but I turned into, I turned into the living room to get something. And um, on my futon, so I have two futons that we use as couches and they face each other and in the space in between they're kind of like situated around the hearth. So mm-hmm. they're kind of like, you know, there's a big space so you can get to the hearth really easily. Yeah. And um and and I see this um you're an artist and you probably know or use software that does edge detection. You know what I mean? So, okay. There's this image. There's this something. And it's sitting on the couch. And it looks like it has been run through a piece of software that does edge detection. Because what I see is it looks like just the back outline of a female form. Just the back. Like... Like the backs of the legs, the back of the 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 hips, mm-hmm. the the butt, the the back going up, and the back of the head with maybe some hair in like um, a bright, multicolored line. Oh wow! Sitting there, and I'm I'm flabbergasted, and I watch it. It stands up, and it turns to face the hearth. And walks into the hearth. Oh, boy. And is gone. And that's the only time I've seen yeah. it. Was that that one time. And it, like I said, it was soon after we moved in. Never saw it again. Well, maybe she was just checking you guys out. Yeah, and for a while with one of our digital cameras. And I can't. I won't say that this was tr- not just the digital camera. Because... You know, you you have all sorts of weird things happen with them. For a while, I would get 
create orbs in like a particular area in the room all the mm-hmm. time in the same spot on a digital camera. Mm-hmm. And it didn't seem to matter where I was in the room when I actually took the picture, but it always seemed to appear in the same spot. So I don't know if that was related or not, but you know, mm. it, it didn't seem, you know, just because it happened, it didn't seem like it was enough to say, yeah, there's something paranormal about it or not. At least not to me. Right. Um, right. But anyway, that was the other light thing, and and, and none of light, none of my light things are very um, scary per se. What's the next thing after that? Give me a second. Would that be? Oh, that might be the labyrinth. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> so um. Sometimes I like to do art on grandiose scales. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took and I got enamored with labyrinths for a while. And um, not far from me, there's a, a group of folks who own um, kind of like a spiritual retreat type place. And they have two labyrinths on their property. And nice. like... Yeah, they're they're like both based on like carts or something like that. And I used mm-hmm. to go over and I kind of like walked them and they were kind of like, it's okay, but it, it just didn't do much for me. So I thought, well, you know what? I'll try building one because I know a little... I know a little bit about geomancy and mm-hmm. I know enough about stones to or at least i think i do because uh, one of my things is i'm i'm a i'm a i'm a metalsmith and a jeweler at the same time oh cool so I'm, I'm really big into that kind of stuff and so i'm like i'm gonna make a labyrinth and one of the things i'm gonna do is i'm gonna line it with all these various uh, gemstones that i don't really need to help enhance the you know, to help enhance it, it's right. a, it's functions, and uh, so I did. I made a labyrinth in my front yard, um, and I made it primarily out of white marble chip um, gravel stones because you know I just liked that. And when I was finished, it was really cool because it almost glowed by itself at, mm-hmm. at night. I mean, it was just awesome. Um, so not long after it was finished, I had a friend, um, who was into it. Well, actually I should, I'll, I'll finish with the labyrinth part. Once it was finished and I started walking it, I noticed that as I came after that, I, you know, after a few walks and I got used to it, I noticed that when I approached the mouth of the labyrinth, I could actually feel it, feel it, um, cycling like it was breathing like it was drawing in or pushing out nice yeah it was really cool so i invited my uh my uh neo-pagan friend over who was also a member of that other other uh place to come and you know see what he thought about it and and he and i are sitting in the middle of the labyrinth again late at night 
And um, the labyrinth has, I, I aligned it so that the entrance was due south, uh, not magnetic south, but true south. And of course, you know, I had four p cardinal points lined up with, I had stones at each, you know, cardinal point so that I knew. Right. And he was basically sitting in the entranceway of the, uh, the inner part of the labyrinth. And I was sitting with my back to the north. And the back to the north is where the woods are uh, in my front mm -hmm. yard. And he starts, you know, kind of looking over my shoulder and nodding to one side and, you know, kept nodding, kind of staring over my shoulder and looking. And finally, I'm like, what are you looking at? He says, you got a fairy gate back there. And I'm like, what? He says, you have a fairy gate back there in the woods. And I'm like, okay. And I turn around, and not three feet or so in the woods, um, there was a formation of trees that had fallen, and they created this three-sided pyramid. Mm -hmm. And in the center of that pyramid, there was this warm yellow glow that illuminated just the insides of that pyramid-shaped space. And inside that glow were all these little things, little bright sparks that looked like they had tiny little wings attached to them, floating mm -hmm. around in it, buzzing back and forth. And, they, and no, they weren't fireflies. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I know what you mean. They, they didn't have the color of fireflies at all. They weren't that, you know, Greenish, cold, yellowish. acid green. Yeah. They were warm, bright, vibrant, yellow, golden glow. Mm -hmm. And I know that we sat and watched that for five minutes, right, you know, just staring at it, just, you know, talking back and forth about it. And then, of course, you know, after a while, you just turn around and go back to doing what you're doing because what else are you going to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it wouldn't, I don't, I didn't want to disturb them, so I'm not going to get up and go and, you yeah. know, but it was, it was like, wow, they, and, you know, it's like, wow, they finally kind of displayed themselves, you know, or allowed us to right. see them. And allowed someone else who wasn't a part of the family to see it too, which was kind of cool. Um, yeah. And I was like, well, that really explains a lot of things. Because <laughs> yeah, at that does. point, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so you just kind of, you know, we just continued on and did our thing. And then, you know, when we got up to leave, we looked back. And of course, by that point, it had. It had stopped doing its thing, and everything was hunky-dory after that. Um, and so, let's see. Where... All right, so the next thing is another multiple witness thing. There's two of us. Um, I'm sitting out in the shed with my apprentice, and she is in her bench doing whatever she's doing um, at the time because she was learning how to I was teaching her how to make, make stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And I was actually working on constructing a wand at that point. Um, and I was doing, I was about halfway through my processes that I do to do that. And I was, uh, just getting, you know, I, sometimes I'm quite silly when I'm doing things mm-hmm. and this is at night again. Of course it's at night. It's always at night when this stuff happens, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's dark out. We have the door to the shed open cause it was a shed that my, my, that I did all my work in. And, um, I hold up the wand and I'm looking at it. I'm doing my thing with it. And I think I had just finished. Um, a lot of times I'll, I'll, I'll sing songs uh, when I'm making things like that to, uh, they're like prayers to, yeah. you know, you get it to yeah. add, to add energy to things. And I'm like, I get this silly idea and I'm just, all of a sudden I just hold it out and I go swish and flick. And I say that, you know, swish and flick, because I'm thinking, you know, it's like Harry Potter was on my mind or something. Yeah. And when I did that, um, and this isn't the light thing, but I'll get to the light part. What I saw was shimmer coming out of the wand. Um, you could see it, you know, in the darkness, it showed up as a shimmer and against the dark background. And it wasn't like just this weird shimmer coming out. It was kind of like this sw- slow, swirly, paisley type form. Oh, wow. It was really strange. And it came out of the wand. And I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> and so I did it again. And it did it again. And then I'd, and I'd look over to my apprentice and say, okay, you got to see this, right? And I don't tell her what I'm, what she's supposed to see. Right, right. I said, just come over here and look out the door and look at my wand when I do this. And I just do it again, swish and flick. And she's, she's, whoa. And I said, what'd you see? It's like that swirly paisley looking thing. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And, And I'm like, and I'm like, wow! This I guess I cool. built it right. <laughs> this is going to be a powerful wand. And she's and I did it again, and we both saw it again. She says, "Can I try it?" And I was like, "Sure, here." <laughs> and she does it, and it does it for her too. And I'm like, "Wow, that cool. is really nuts," you know. <laughs> when yeah. you know, meanwhile, outside your door, somebody's going, "Would you stop knocking?" It's just like ding dong ditch, y'all. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Would okay. You stop. Yeah, okay. So. We're sitting there, and we're still looking out the door and discussing what's going on. And right at the edge of the illumination that's being cast by the lights inside the shop, there's this little tiny red light that goes from left to right real slow. Outside, and, uh, and we're both staring at that. And I'm like, was that one of the kids? Because at that time, the kids had um, those red LED lights in their shoes. Oh, yeah. That yeah, would light those. up when they walk. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, no, that couldn't have been one of the kids because it didn't blink like crazy. It was just yeah, a it's... solid little red light. And, and 
after it goes by, about a minute or two pass, and my wife comes in and to see what we're doing, and she's and we ask her, was one of the kids out? And we no, they've been in bed for twenty minutes. And and then we tell her what happened. She's like, that's weird. It's like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so I have no idea what that little red light was, but you know, it was just right out outside the edge of the illumination. So I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> see if there was a body attached to it. Uh, and it oh, wasn't very high funny. off the ground either, but it just kind of just, you know, left or right. Like, All right, y'all, quit throwing the, the magic out here and not doing anything with it. What you doing? Right. Fine. I'll right. just drink it all up. Okay. Yeah. You just keep doing that, strange so, humans. So, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Well, we're crazy that way, you know. I know. Well, you know, if you see it work, you got to try it again and, and then just to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And anyway, so that's that one. And then. Sometimes some of these things are probably out of order ish, eh, but it's just as happens. I remember it. That happens with everybody. You always think you have it <laughs> in perfect order, and then something pops up. You know, oh, I forgot to tell you about this, this, and the other thing. So don't worry about it. Everybody so, does it. Here's another one inside the house, and it was a little freaky. T- it was a little freaky. Um, like I. Again, I'm up late at night. Um, I'm coming out of the bathroom. This is really odd, you know. It always seems when, it come, when I'm coming out of the bathroom, and I'm I'm looking. Excuse me. I'm glancing into the living room, and there's light on the ceiling. Mm. And that's not unusual. That's not unusual because we have a window. Down here, on the far side of the, on far side of the living room, and often, and we park the cars out there. So often, when the moon is up, it will reflect light off of the off the window and onto the yeah. And so yeah. that's not that's not that that was happening. Okay, that was happening. There was the moonlight doing that, but there was something else too. And it was really strange because I, I could see, you know, the outline of the window. It was, you know, rectangular on the ceiling and everything. But a good two-thirds of the window <coughs> was taken up by this other light. Oh. It was a, a greenish yellow. And it was it was circular shaped. And it rippled like it was water. Oh, wow. Like, you, you know, like when you drop a stone in the middle of a mm-hmm. puddle and it ripples out and back and forth and does that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was doing that. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And so I start trying to figure it out. And I go, you know, I, I go walking around the futons and I'm looking at it from all the angles that I can see it. And finally, I, I've, I get a stick. Um, it might have been a yardstick, might have been a wooden dowel. It doesn't matter what it was because I don't remember now. But what I do is I start interrupting the shadow. Right. So I can see the shadow of the light going mm-hmm. of, of the stick. 
mm-hmm. and I started measuring it. It's like, well, okay, here I go. I stick it in here, and at this point, it just goes all the way across. There's the moon. You know, it's just the moonlight. And I stick it up here where the looks like it moon, like it's moonlight. It does the same thing. I stick it in the side where I where I start to approach that whatever that was, and it completely disappears. Oh. And then I keep going, and then it pops out the other side where the moonlight is. Wow. With nothing in between. And I'm, I was like, that looks like a portal. Yeah. It's got to be a portal. Yeah. I want to get up there and touch it. Oh. And I'm trying to figure out how to get up to touch it without, you know, with with something because I couldn't reach it with the stick, and I'm like, I could stand on the back of the futon maybe and do it, but I know what's going to happen when I do that. Yeah, maybe that's not a great idea. No, the futon will open up suddenly yep. and I'll fall and hurt myself. Yep, yep. And finally, after and I examined this for a good fifteen twenty minutes, trying to figure out how I was going to get up there, and finally I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. That's a that's a perfectly natural thing to say at that point. <laughs> and, and I just went back to bed and went to sleep. Yeah, it's like I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm yeah, just going back to bed. Yeah, yeah. And is, was that in your great room with the super high ceiling? I assume. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. See, they and they like to do crap like that where you can't reach it. Right, because otherwise <laughs> I probably would have gone through and seen what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And Interesting then, that it was green yellow too, because I I have had a sighting of green yellow light on a ceiling. And oh, uh, really? Yes, yes. Cool. It was writhing, and the way you talk about it rippling. Uh huh. Mine was moving too. It was kind of writhing, like it was alive. Uh huh. And it was in my hallway, and we slept with the the door open because uh, Fox was young. It was about uh-huh. two. No, wait, three. It had to be at least three because he didn't. They didn't sleep in their own bed until three. You know, all the time. So he was, he was three or four. Mm-hmm. And uh, I woke up and I look up from my bed. I look out in the hallway because there's this glow, and I'm like, ah, crap! What's going on? And I see this green and yellow light up on the ceiling. So I'm like, okay, I got to put my glasses on now to see if it's still there. And uh-huh. I did, and it was still there. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, that's a, thi- that's oh. a thing. Yeah, that's, that is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> what it looked kind of like to me was, you know, the, the first thing that popped in my head was the Vorlons on Babylon 5 their natural shape, which is sort oh, of the yeah. twisting gaseous light. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's oh, what that's, it looks like. So that's you know weird. I'm sitting there going, all right, Vorlon. <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't really, but that was where my brain went. It, it needed something to call it and it decided on Vorlon. I'm like, all right, Vorlon, why are you on my ceiling? That's yeah, m- that's yeah. not a place you need to be. And then I was like, you know, maybe you're just, maybe it's just you. Maybe you're not really, it's just you. And then my cat jumped out of bed onto the floor, Mm -hmm. 
walked into the hallway, looked up, and started talking to it. Oh, no. She was meowing at it and kind of making the noise Uh that cats do at birds. And she just sort of paced back and forth and was looking up like, you know, if I could jump that far. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, okay, it is a thing. All right. And what did I do? I got up and went to the bathroom because I was like, maybe. And and we it's an in-suite bathroom because it was the master bedroom. Oh, okay. So I didn't have to go out in the hall. I was like, if I go to the bathroom and come back, I'll figure it out after that. Because you know, uh-huh. I'm just like, because I'm not dealing with whatever it is if I have right. to pee right now. I just know. And so I went and I, I did my business and I came out and it was still there. Of course. And I was just like, what do I do? Yeah. What do I you was, do? I, uh, yeah. And again, I had no way to like jump up there. And I was like, just, I was thinking, okay, well, I have a sword over here and I could probably poke at it and check the, the way the light falls. But I could tell that it wasn't natural at all because uh-huh. it was the way it was moving. There was yeah. no window open anywhere in the upstairs. Right. It's a long, narrow hallway. If it was coming from downstairs, it would have been coming from downstairs and it would have, you know, been at an angle that I would have understood. But no, it looked like it was coming through the ceiling. That's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it's not giving me the the creepy feeling. And it doesn't seem bad. And I looked at my cat. I was like, Grimmy, it, it's, is it bad? Do you think it's bad? And she just looked at me and kind of went, meh. And and jumped back up on the bed. I'm like, so we can just go back to sleep, right? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, yeah, pretty much. She she curled up and went to sleep. I figured if it wasn't upsetting her, then it it was nothing to be terribly upset about. Right. But that was the only time I've it, I've had the yellow green moving on the ceiling. And then you you told me about it, and I'm like, uh huh. Okay, mm-hmm. I know what that is. It's yeah. Morlon. <laughs> yeah, Morlon. Yeah. Coming to visit. Yeah. Now, see, I would have said, um, you know, my immediate thought was it's a Stargate, you know, flushes <laughs> yeah. sideways, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. That's the, I mean, I was like, what's coming through? And it wasn't coming all the way through. So I was like, all right, if nothing drops out of it. Right. Yeah. I guess I'm just going to go back to sleep. So who the hell knows what happened after I went back to sleep? Yeah, I often, I often wonder that too, if something came yeah. through or. Maybe it was opening for something to leave. I don't know. Uh, exactly. Something came yeah. through, you know, your hearth and then went up and right. was done with whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, whatever. Okay. As long as you're not harmful, I don't really care yeah. if you're here or not. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm not bothered. Unless, you know. Oh, unless it's, you know, terrible things moving around and coming through. And that's that's when you try to wake your husband up. And uh, Right, right. Although he never wakes up for this stuff, so. Yeah, well, isn't that weird how that happens? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Truly. So there's another, there's another weird thing outside. Um, and I'm not sure what it was. It might just have been a, a luminous cloud, mm-hmm. but I walked out one night on the front porch, and I'm looking up, and there is this, what looks to be a cloud, 
but it stretches across the entire sky. And it's this bright orangish red color. Oh, wow. And I almost want to say that it might have been, um, like, I've, I've never seen the Aurora Borealis. Mm-hmm. But I know sometimes it comes down far enough for us to see it. Yeah. Of course, it's always raining when it supposedly does that around here. Ohio. I've never it, seen it here. It's just, no. Every time we're supposed to see it, Ohio's yeah. weather says, Mm-mm, no. You yeah. get that. So I don't know what it was, but it was just this bright red kind of, and it wasn't a solid cloud. It looks like it was, a, it, it was almost like it was a, a river oh, wow. of cloud. And it was, it literally was only like, you know, you know, if I put my, if, if I put my hand up and stretch out my thumbs, my, my fingers and my thumbs from my thumb to my, from the tip of my thumb to the tip of my little pinky finger, that's how wide it was. Oh, wow. Up in the sky. But, you know, it stretched the entire distance north to south. Oh, wow. And I don't, and I, what did I try? Yeah, I came in to see if my wife was still awake, but she wasn't. So I didn't wake her up because we had little ones at that time. Yeah. She was dealing with, you know. No. Nurse, nursing or something. You, you and, don't you don't wake that, that woman up. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. So yeah. That's asking so, for death. So, <laughs> but it was it was really strange huh. to see that. And did it, did it move? Did no, it, it just shimmer. It, it, it didn't. It didn't do that. I mean, it, it had like it looked like it was a still, like like someone took like a still photo. Okay. Of like clouds that were moving, but they mm-hmm. weren't. Oh, wow. So it looked like it had motion, but if it did, it was so so slow that I couldn't see it. Right. Um. Um. But yeah, it was it was really strange looking. It was really pretty. I wish I had had, you know, a camera that I could have taken a picture of it with. But at that point, the digital camera really sucks for nighttime yeah. photos. Yeah. Because uh, it was kind of. Yeah, we had little ones, so it was pretty pretty early on. Yeah. In the early 2000s. and Yeah, they weren't great back then. Yeah. Um, so that was another light thing. Um, where are we? Um, there's, a, there's a Hat Man story involving light, I could tell you. Oh, go for it. If you really want. Um, yeah. So Hat Man has been around with me before I knew it was called Hat Man. Um, I used to, uh, it's, it didn't start until we moved into the house in Chesapeake. Mm -hmm. And the thing about the house in Chesapeake is, um, it was basically in the middle of the city, but we had a patch of woods behind us. Uh, it was, you know, 80 to a hundred yards wide and uh, probably about a mile or so long Mm -hmm. at the longest distance. And what it was is it was um, a right-of-way for an old railroad track that went from the main rail yard out to the Elizabeth River, mm-hmm. but also right near our house, it was an abandoned graveyard. Oh, because, of course, you know. Right. That, yeah. Yeah, and that's okay. I mean, um, yeah. There, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, in fact, you know, we had we had graves listed 
on our deed, like right outside the property line. And, and you could see like right on the other side of our fence, there was um, a stone that probably was a grave marker at one point in time, but whatever was on it had completely worn away. Right. Um, and, and when we first moved in, there were a couple graves like further into the woods. Cause there was like a road that ran through the center, a dirt road. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple graves out towards that where people would come and still tend them. You know, like some of the fam- local family right. members who had folks would do it. But, of course, that eventually stopped. Um, but that was my playground when I was a kid because they were woods. Yeah. You know. You know um, and, and the stuff, like, right near the house wasn't too bad. It, I mean, it was just, just woods. But if you went across the street across the, the center line there in the woods to the other side. And that was the creepy side of the graveyard. Um, and I have a couple of stories about that. I'll share, share later. But so, like I said, Hatman didn't start appearing to me until we moved to that house. And so I always figured it was something that I brought back from the woods. Um, because I, I didn't know any other reason for, for experiencing it. Right. Um, and, and this one in particular, he, he actually took two forms. Um, there was the, the tall, um, just an outline of a shadow hat man where he had a tall, like overly tall top hat, like the old stovepipe tall. Yeah. Yeah. And he's wearing what looks like an opera cape type. He had a high collared kind of opera cape on. And then the only other features he had was um, bright red eyes. Mm-hmm. And so that's this one um, that I'm talking about that I'm going to tell you the light story about. And then there was another one which I actually equate um, possibly being the devil. Uh, and because at that point I was a devout Christian. Mm-hmm. And he only seemed to appear after I claimed to be saved. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and his, his appearances, and they were, they, the guy in the, the tall hat, he would appear just randomly, uh, lots, like, <coughs> sometimes several times a week. Um, and, you know, the standard kind of hat man experience where, you you experience the later on. I figured out it was called sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't know that at the time. Not until I went away to college and had a psych course. Um, but I you you'd experience the sleep sleep paralysis type thing where you felt like you couldn't move and you felt like you were being held down. And I, I knew that I wasn't. I knew that I was. I didn't think I was fully awake, but it was kind of like halfway but I could still see him and it would just felt like he would drain me, mm-hmm. you know, just drain me. And I would try everything I would, you know, at that point in time, I would quote Bible verses. I would pray to Jesus. I would do everything. And I, I'm sorry. People say that there's power in the name of Jesus. Uh, I didn't experience it. Yeah. It never made him go away for me. 
and um back then and then um and even after I became saved it never you know never did anything for me either but the and like I said I think he was just kind of like a vampiric spirit that wanted to feed off my fear cuz that's, that's all I felt with that yeah yeah now the other guy and this one was more dreamlike and I know it was a dream I would still feel the being pinned down, but I didn't get the same feeling of dread. He would appear in a rocker, rocking chair, on the side of my room at the oh, foot of the bed. Yeah. I don't have any room to fit a rocking chair in my room. Uh, but he would appear in a rocking chair, and he was in gray scale, and he wore a fedora. Hmm. And he had an appearance like um, his face was very similar to the mask that's worn by V and V from Vendetta. Uh huh. He had that kind of like um, how do I describe it? He had like the same kind of beard and mustache, the kind of curly, thin curly mustache, and the I don't know what that's called, the the little goatee type thing. Yeah. yeah. That they have, and but he didn't have like. All black eyes. He had normal pupils and kind of grayscale irises. And he, I, there was no feeling of dread with him. He would hold, he and I would hold conversations. But I don't know what those conversations were. Like, I don't, I can't remember any specifics about them. And I get the same kind of fear feeling initially, but when I saw it was him, he was just like, and I and I, I almost, I got the feeling like it was a whole temptation kind of thing. Like, you don't want to be a Christian, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. You know, trying to talk me out of it kind of thing. Um, at least that's what I think. That's the impression I get. Now, he stopped showing up after a while. But the other hat man guy would, throughout my entire time that I lived in the house there, would show up. And then I went away to college, and I was gone. It was gone for quite some time, like six months after I move away to college. He shows up again. Uh, but at that point in time, I had um, – oh, we got sidetracked. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Go ahead. Keep going. At that it point happens. in time, I had a friend who was into magic, and he taught me about shielding. Mm-hmm. And so when he showed up the next time, I was prepared and I, I, I knew how to shield and I shielded and he went away just, just like that kind of. Yeah. And that was great for a while. And like the next couple, you know, and then he'd show up, you know, be like a couple months later, he'd show up again and I'd try it and he stuck around longer, you know, and again, and, and finally he was gone for quite some time, um, and I was living in in Reston again, and I was with the Druids, and um, he showed up, and he stuck around because whatever I was doing wasn't working again. Right. At that point. And um, he was a little hungry and kind of drained me pretty bad that night, as far as that goes. But now here's where I come. I'm coming to the light story. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's 
okay. No, I don't mind any of this. This is fascinating. <clears throat> 10, 12 years later, after we've moved in the house, I want to say it's 2009, sometime in either late August or early September. I don't remember the exact date, unfortunately. Um, um, same guy decides to show up. And I think my wife is not at home at the point in time. She's not actually in the bed with me. Um, cause she was working kind of like late shift and I was already asleep and, um, and he shows up and he just hammers me hard and I'm trying everything, everything, Barb, everything I could think of. I'm praying to my, my Smith deities. Um, I'm calling Bridget. I'm calling, you know, I even go back to reverting Bible verse, same Bible verses and praying to Jesus and everyone and nothing's working and I'm getting tired here. And tired and tired and worn out. And I'm just like, I'm about ready to just give up. I don't know what was going to happen, but I was just about to completely surrender to this guy. And I hear this small whisper in my ear and it says, Sing the song. And I'm like, What song? I've been singing songs. I've been done doing hymns. I've been quoting verses. I'm doing everything. Nothing's working. And I hear another whisper. Sing the song. And I'm and it's starting to click. And I'm like, that song's not gonna work. It's not even real. There's nothing to it. And I hear it again. Sing the song. And finally I say, all right, I'll sing the song. And then this really tiny voice, I start singing the song. And um, I'm not going to sing the song for you. But it goes on. And I am going to, and this is where my craziness comes in. I start to feel like the pressure on, on me is lightening a bit. Mm -hmm. It's starting to get lighter and it's not quite as uncomfortable. I'm still tired. I'm still being drained. But as I get to the song and I approach um, the holy name in the song, it starts to feel better. And when I hit that name, Barb, this is the weirdest thing. This is the most spiritual experience I ever experienced in my life there was this huge flash of light the light i mean the room just went boom with light completely illuminated the shadow guy he started to it was like there was a wind and the light was ripping him apart and blowing him away and the pressure just went away. And it's like all the energy he took out of me came back into me mm -hmm. after I did that. And as I completed the song, you know, I'm like, tears are streaming down my face. 
just, you know, I'm just bawling. And, um, and it, like I said, it was the most spiritual experience I'd ever done positively. Mm-hmm. And, and it just, it was, I don't know how to describe it. It was just something. And I got up and I'm like, oh, I have to I have to worship this deity now. Mhm. Because this and I'm going to tell you here in a second who it is cuz it's weird and you're going to really think I'm crazy when I do. Well, I, um, I'm not one for judging people for being crazy, so keep but, going. But anyway, so the next day I get up and I'm like, I I got to really do something. And so I sit down and in my sketchbook and I'm like, I'm going to make a ring. I'm going to make a ring for this. And so I sketch out this ring and it's like, well, I can't afford to make it out of the materials I want to right now. Um, and if I could afford it, it I would have made it out of um, white palladium gold. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could only afford silver at the time, so that's what I did. And um, it's a, it's a ring. It's got it was set with uh, seven white stones, and in between each of the stones was the seven syllables for the name uh, engraved in it. And I'll, maybe I'll try to find that, find the photo of it and pass it to you so you can see it later on okay um but anyway um the name of the entity was and this stems back to gee 14 years old is um when i first read the book the silmarillion i knew that was coming yeah um elbereth elbereth gilthoniel Okay, that's that's not weird, and I'm not going to judge you because I once had an elven prayer to Elbereth come out my mouth at about the age of fifteen, um, and I I was not a uh, Lord of the Rings nerd at the time, so um, I didn't really know elven. But yeah. somebody who did was standing there listening to me. And he wrote it down. So, you know. And, and I I just, and ever since, it's like, wow, this, you know. And anytime anything that I feel is negative starts to happen to me, all I got to do is say that name three times, and it stops immediately. Just immediately. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why that is, because... You know, is it a tulpa that we all created that, or is it another entity that is, you know, lending its power or is it just something in our own subconscious? I don't have any clue. Yeah. What it is. I I agree with you. I have no clue. But it, 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 whatever it did, it helped me and it worked for me. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it was really. It was really, 
like and really amazing. It just really was. Yeah. And so let's see. That brings us up to. Was that the stovepipe hat man, or was it? Yes. The, yeah, that's it what was, I thought. Okay. Yeah, because I had stopped being a Christian a long time ago. Yeah. So um, so. The other guy won. Yeah, yeah. The other guy won, but that's another long story. Um, so that's a that's another light thing. Uh, come on, we're coming down to the. Is that the last? I'm trying to think. Tack on it. Yeah, that basically brings us up to current stuff. Um, yeah. All right. So within the last couple of years. So I am, I lost my eyesight. Um, basically during the lockdown when COVID hit. Right. I mean, I started losing it be, right before then, but I was in, um, I had to go into for surgery um, right before the lockdown started and had to go into a rehab center. And I was like in a rehab center for, I don't know, two or almost three months um, because of the surgery. And during that time period, my vision just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. So I can't really see much of anything now um, except light and dark. Right. So like uh, right now I'm sitting in the living room and the light is on, uh, the ceiling light is on and I can see that the ceiling light is on and you know, it's kind of a yellowish color. And so I can make, make that kind of stuff out. And like when, when it's daytime, I can see the light coming in the back door and see, you know, see the outline clear outline of the back door. But that's about it. I don't. I don't see any kind of details at any distance. Um, sometimes close up, uh, I can, you know, see my fingers wiggling in front of my in front of my eyes and make out the colors, but no yeah. details again. It's just the way my eyesight is right now. Right. Um, I am. So I'm just trying to tell you what's going on. But now I have this weird consciousness thing going on where sometimes I can see uh, and it's not not me being unconscious it's like somehow I just shift it um, and I'll actually be able to see what's going on in a room completely and oh, wow. it, well it's not really it's not really amazing um, there's there's people who have been studying this, mm-hmm. and apparently, if you practice at it, um, now I haven't tried to practice at it too hard. You can teach your body to see uh, again with your other organs, like your skin. Right, I've uh, because, read about that. Because you know, basically, you just have to retrain your brain to get to accept the input from something else than your right. eyes. Right. So anyway, so occasionally I will have those kind of glimpses and especially in the bedroom, like, like if I, for a while when I was waking up in the morning and I was fully awake, fully conscious, 
but I wasn't moving around yet. I was just kind of staring off. I could actually see like my closet and the details in the closet for a while. Uh, like it's been a while since I've been able to do that because I haven't really paid attention to it to try. And as long as I held that kind of that state mm-hmm. without without wandering, like letting my mind wander, it would continue. And I could see, like, you know, if someone came in, I could see them too. But in, like, my normal conscious state, I can't. I can't really see. So anyway, I'm laying in the bed one time, and I was listening to a podcast, and I kind of, I kind of, was getting ready to go to sleep. Like I was kind of pulling up my blanket and um, I'm putting my CPAP on and I just, I'm still getting situated. And this is the middle of the day. And my wife is taking a shower because, and I'm like staring kind of down the hall, standing, staring down the bed and thinking, well, when is she going to get out of the shower? You know, how long is she going to take? And as I'm, you know, adjusting my blankets, pulling it up, I had, I had it almost pulled up and my hands were, you know, gripping it and pulling it up and I'm looking down towards the bottom of the bed and there's this little ball of light that starts to form there. Really bright light. Right at the bottom of the bed. And it gets a little bit bigger to where it's about maybe six inches across. Mm -hmm. And it's this bright white light. It has a blue tinge around it. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm laying there staring at it. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And then something else weird happens. I feel my blanket ripple from my feet to my head. You know, like someone picked up the end and shook it. Right. To, it has that sine wave that goes through yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That's what I feel happen. And I'm like, oh, this might not be good. And so I'm just kind of still. I'm holding still. I'm not scared. I'm not well, I am I'm I'm a little concerned, but I'm not too scared and I'm not paralyzed. You know, like right. I'm not experiencing sleep palace. I'm not asleep yet. And this thing, it kind of raises up a little bit higher. And it starts moving up. I'm, I'm, I'm laying on my right side. Uh, I, and so it starts kind of moving around the back, like up my back. This ball. And as it gets closer to my head, I start hearing like a static discharge. Like a, uh-huh. it, it, It's like, like crackling like it's electricity. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it goes up. And I'm just kind of laying there. And I'm following it with my eyes, which is well, kind of stupid because I'm blind, but I'm still see it because it's a bright light. And it goes up around my head. It passes in between me and my, my nightstand where my phone is lying. As it passes over the phone, the podcast that I had just been listening to pops back on for like three seconds. It, it, it goes down and then it kind of just stops 
like halfway down my body at the edge of the bed. Like, like, it, like it would be standing on the floor if right. it had a full body. Well, then it does. Because what happens is it changes form. And it takes on this large kind of uh, much larger shape, kind of vaguely humanoid shape. You know, kind of just kind of grows into that. Mm-hmm. Like there's a light being humanoid thing. Yeah. Sitting there. And I'm a little concerned now. And I feel myself. Well, no, I'm getting a little ahead of. First, I, I, I have my CPAP mask on. I hear the hose disconnect from the CPAP. Oh, the sound changes, mm-hmm. and it's the same. It's the you know, it's like I like what happens when the pop when the hose pops off, and I'm like, that's not good, and I start to float up off the bed. Oh, okay, and and now I'm getting really concerned. Yeah, and I'm like, and I start and I start to panic a little, and I, I get because of course you know the fear clicks in. And I don't think to do anything really intelligible because the fear just clicks in and I start to yeah. panic. And, and what's the first thing that I do? I start, I, you can tell I'm a child of the 80s. I start reciting the charm of making. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what reciting that and I'm like I do it like two times and I start laughing at myself and it's like you you dummy that's not gonna do it <laughs> and I start laughing at the whole thing and and the weird part is whatever this is kind of takes on um it, it, the feeling switches from it just feels like it's amused at me yeah for doing that you know yeah <laughs> and then and then and then and finally, it's like, then I say, you know, Elberth Gilthoniel three times, and wham! I'm, I drop back down to the bed. The CPAP hose is attached, but the blanket floats down, back down on top of me. Oh. And, it's, and, and, and also, it was gone. When you floated up. Yeah. Yeah. No. It when when I said when I said the name three times. Oh, the, it the, disappeared the and lightning. wham. Yeah. So I don't know what that was either. Um. But I didn't feel like it was. The entire time, there was like no maliciousness to it. When it first popped up, the feeling that I got like there, there was no communication on like um a conscious level but it was just like i felt like it it was like saying hey what you doing yeah you know it was just that kind of feeling like it it didn't mean me any harm but i didn't know where where i was going and i didn't didn't want to go wherever i was going if that's what was happening yeah um yeah. so so yeah and wham i'm down and I'm back on my bed, and like everything's attached, and I'm just like, "What the heck was that?" You know? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah. 
what was going to happen there? What was going on there? And, 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 and of course, you know, not long after that, my wife gets off, comes in. <laughs> she's, she's doing her thing. And I'm like, I just had an experience. <laughs> now, does your wife have experiences too? Uh, yes and no, not quite as much as me. Um, okay. She does have things happen to her, like um, the wind spirits are her friends. Okay. Um, they actually like to help her. Um, she has stories about being out and trying to, uh, the wind is blowing and it's doing weird stuff. And she's trying to fold one of our huge tarps. And she says, okay, stop playing guys. I need a little help. Yeah. And they do. They basically blow the other end back over to her and, you know, blow back. And she's, they actually help her fold the tarps up. So they kind of like her. Um, and she has a, several other stories about that kind of thing where she's, she, she was like up at the uh, bus stop taking the kids to school and um, a plastic bag gets, gets blown by the wind and it's going, you know, across the field, you know, like 20, 30 yards in, in front of her. And she's running after it, and she can't catch it. And she says, a little help here. And it immediately goes, boom, right back into her into her hands. <laughs> you know, so. That's so always, they, it's always good when you have helpers. Yeah, so they, they tend to like her here. And then, it, well, if I'll give you an, uh, one of my wind spirit stories. So the the road in front of the house often has little dust devils that will go go down it um and i i know that dust devils are natural that you know how yeah. they occur um you know um but they tend to happen frequently here and in conditions where you wouldn't think that they would happen and they, they always look like they're playing. Mm -hmm. So one day, I'm walking out my front door, and I'm going down this, and I'm on this on the porch still, and I'm getting ready to head. I'm heading out towards the shop, and um, I'm looking because there's a dust devil. It's coming down the road, and I'm like, "Well, that's cool. You know, it's been a while since I've seen one of those." And I'm, you know, watching it as I'm walking down our little sidewalk. And it, it kind of pauses right in front of my driveway. It makes a right angle turn. Comes down the center of my driveway. But my, my driveway is not straight. It's a circle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a loop. It comes down the loop of the driveway. And by this point, I'm out in the middle of the driveway. It comes up, and it stops right in front of me. Um, and it's about, it's about a foot in diameter, this column of dust devil. And I'm staring at it, and, I, um, and I'm really just kind of, you know, in wonder, because it, it just stops in front of me. Yeah. And, and I'm staring at it, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, 
looking at, and I just get this feeling like it's smiling at me. And so I kind of, you know, I kind of reach out and I stick my hand into it and touch it. And, you know, nothing happens. And, you know, I feel the wind and it's kind of warm and whatever. And it's like, well, that's kind of cool. And we just kind of say hello. And then it, it, it moves into me. And so, like, I'm in it for a while. And I'm just saying, well, this is kind of cool, you know. And it just got, again, feeling like, hello, how you doing? And it basically, can, then it continues on down the, uh, down and around the loop and back out and back down the way it came. <laughs> it's like it came to visit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm like, going to go see this guy. I don't like, uh, 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 okay. It's like, well, thank you, Wind Spirit, for visiting. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what, else? what else? You, yeah. What else are you going to say? Because. I don't care. I'm sorry. I can't explain that as a normal dust devil. I just can't. No, that's too, that's too strange. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that, you know, happens here. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to f- sh- tell you my last light ish story, at least as far as I can remember, okay. uh, without looking at a list. Um, and that it just happened recently. Um, and then, uh, May 12th is when this happened. Um, uh, So I'll start out with the whole story. Um, I get up in the middle of the night and I went pee again. Because I do that a lot. I I have a medication that I'm on. It makes, you know, makes me a slave to my bladder. And um, so I'm always up in the middle of the night. And it's 1.30 in the morning, May 12th. And I'm sitting on the edge of my bed, and um, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about, you know, the, my dreamscape, my normal dreamscape that that I'm going to basically go back into and continue because that's what I tend to do. Um, and then a thought occurred to me. It's like, man, I haven't heard any owls in a long time. <laughs> Sorry. And because I can feel well, it. <laughs> and well, there's a, the guy who bought the property to like the northwest of us has for like for the past year been cutting down trees. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 You know, why do you move to the country? Anyway, if you're going to cut the freaking cut everything down. down. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, and I thought, well, maybe that's disturbed the habitat because, you know, we've we've heard owls all the time. Sometimes we have three or four of them outside the window. Yeah. Doing their thing, or at least I hope they're owls. Anyway, <clears throat> so not five seconds after I have that thought, I hear a sound. I'm like, what was that? What was that sound? And I'm like, I'm listening. And I'm like, I'm testing. I'm like, is it me breathing? Am I, is my nose whistling or something? I hate it when mine does that. <laughs> Is is my wife's nose whistling or snoring, or you know, or is our our bellies doing weird noises, you know, whatever? Yeah. And I'm trying to figure all this out, and I hear it again, and I get real silent, and it's like that sounds like an owl. It's really, it's really far away. It's somewhere off to the north, really far away. And then I hear it again. It gets closer, and it gets closer, and it gets closer, and it's like. Ooh, this is an 
it's coming in. You know, I'm really kind of floored. <clears throat> and, it, and the sound gets to right about at the edge of our property. And then there is something else that calls right as the other owl approaches the edge of our property. And I'm not sure what this was. Because what it sounded like to me was a raven mimicking an owl. Oh, wow. I mean, it had that kind of gravelly, really harsh kind of caw, but it had the same tonal qualities as a barred owl. Oh, wow. So either either it was, you know, either it was a raven mimicking owl, it was a really mean barred owl, or it was a barred owl with a sore throat, or it was something completely different, and I don't really want to think about that. But I listened to whatever those things were kind of argue back and forth for a few seconds, and they basically stop. In fact, what I did is I cracked the window so I could get a better, you know, listen. Because that, that when I heard that, whatever that other thing was, it was just like really strange sounding. And they stop and I close the window and I'm like, really? This is like really cool. And I'm like, I'm so happy that I got to hear the owl and, and you know, I got this whole I'm radiating this joy and gratitude feeling, and I put my CPAP on and go back to sleep. And then, of course, you know, not not long after, not long after, a couple hours later, I'm back up. I've come back and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna sing the song to Elbereth and as an offering, it's a thank you for doing this, and I'm going to sing it in my head. Now, there's a weird thing with this. I can't sing that song in my head. I know it doesn't make any sense, but every time I try to sing it in my head, um, I get lost in the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. It's just one of those weird things. It's like something doesn't want me to sing that song in my head. But the, that night, I'm like, this is my mind. I'm going to do what I fucking want. And I force it to go off, and I feel good and accomplished and everything, and I go back to sleep. A couple hours later, I don't know exactly what time it is. It's probably around, actually, I looked it up after this occurrence. It was like 4.10, uh, right around then. Um, I'm up. I'm in the bathroom and I'm sitting on the pot and I'm thinking I should really go back to bed. And I'm, cause I'm, you know, I'm in there and I've done my business and I'm, and I'm thinking about, you know, what has been occurring during the night. And I start to notice right after I say I should go back to bed. I notice that there's a bright light. And it's coming in through the bathroom window. There are no light sources outside the bathroom window. Right. And it's starting to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And it's starting to illuminate the entire bathroom. And the weird part is 
it illuminates it enough where I can actually see the bathroom. Oh. And I'm like, oh, no. And I scream. I, I scream, Karen, help. That's the name of my wife. And, um, you know, and of course I didn't expect her to help, you know, and, and it gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And then I say Elbert the Gilthoniel three times, wham, I'm in my bed. Oh, weird. This is the first time that I had what I would consider a sleep paralysis type experience where I actually was not in my bed kind of experiencing it. Right. Because when I was in my bed, I had the same kind of feelings that I get when I wake up from that experience. Right. I, you know, I've got like the really bad tension in my neck. Uh, you know, it, the hackles are up. I've got the ringing in my ears. I've got all these things that I've come to associate with that. But it was the strangest thing that that occurred where I wasn't in my bed. And I just don't know what to think about that. But, you know, whatever it was, it stopped immediately. Um, wow. Because, you know, it works for whatever it is. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's all my light stories. That's amazing. Well, thank you for telling them to me because... These are these are really really interesting stories and and they have very interesting connections to other stories um some of which are already published some of which are not um especially the one with the uh, the pseudo out of body whatever it was uh floating towards the ceiling yeah the the static discharge sounds the effect on an electronic on a, on a piece of electronic equipment that kind of stuff mm -hmm. um i you know in the research i'm doing there's at least 60 books i've gone through already wow um, yeah it's a lot of there's a lot of different places where this information is put Nobody has just really gathered it all together. Uh-huh. And because nobody has gathered it all together, it, you don't see quite the, the scope of what people are experiencing and how many things that they're experiencing are um, so alike. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is a worldwide thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm also, you know, learning a lot about uh, plasmas and and how they act and interact. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it's all following patterns. Uh -huh. And and I just, yeah, thank you for telling me this because yeah, it's it's going to go in the book because. There's other people who have experienced things that are very similar. And then there's people historically who have experienced, you know, similar things. There's a lot of things that are, um, that have been written down or collected, but haven't really 
been published. So there's all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. and it's it's not an uncommon experience at all. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be. And it does seem yeah. to be that there's more experiences of it happening or it's possible that more people are talking about it. But it yeah. looks it looks like it could be more things are happening. Uh-huh. So yeah. I don't know. So do you want to hear anything else? Um or are I you think, done for the night? I think we're done for the night, but okay. you definitely can come back. Well, that's all for this week's episode of the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. If you have any questions or thoughts about the podcast or would like to come and talk about your experiences of the paranormal, you can contact us at 6djk67 at gmail.com. We promise to even answer you, and we are always happy to hear from you. Thank you.